up, what's up? Uh, you feel that? We're rolling into the new year, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, aka BTZ, for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. You know, uh, we are starting off this new year. I guess some of you will hear this just a few days before it, but, you know, 2021 is here, and I did my previous shows about the good and bad apples of the year. I did a show about predictions for the year, but we still never actually did a show with an in-depth review of the AirPods Max. So that's what this episode is going to be all about. I got Enobong Ete, aka Bored at Work. He's going to be a guest on the show. Really excited to have him here. But it's going to be really fun to kind of really dig deep. And he offers a lot of perspective that I think people maybe outside of the Apple ecosystem may not see, recognize, or feel. And he's also a headphone chunky, so I really loved bringing him on the show. Also, this show is all about you all. I told you we'd take a breather from calls, but now it is time to start calling. All you got to do is record a voice memo, send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebitsshow with a Z, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. I'm down to hear anything that you want to talk about because we are starting a fresh year. I will also be heading out to CES 2021 in another week. So I'm going to actually do a show remotely for you all from there because look, you support me, you allow me to keep doing this and I'm going to keep on bringing it. I think I've still provided a show every week of the year so far. And when I've missed one, I've made it up and that's really the least I could do. So thank you for all your support. And for those of you that are wondering, how do you support me? Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is the way to do it. It starts at $2 per month. $5 per month is like a cup of coffee. We go up to 10, 25, the $100 platinum Apple level. It gets you early access to content like this show, bonuses at different levels, and completely ad-free versions of the show as well. So big things there. And also uh, we're doing a monthly Zoom chat exclusive to the Patreon patrons. And that was really fun. So we will have one in January as well, probably after CES because there's just so much crazy stuff going on. All right. That's all the business that we got to talk about. Let's get to the show, the AirPods Max review with my man, Anna Bong. Let go. All right, everybody. The most anticipated, maybe most intriguing products from Apple that we have seen in a long time, the AirPods Max. We're here to talk about it with my man, Anna Bong Ete. Uh, Anna Bong, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for your time. What is up, my man? Uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm good. I'm doing well. Uh, I saw your video on this. Um, you know, I have some comments to make, but you know. <laughs> as as a tech reviewer, I I expect them, and I I completely well, I accept them and bring them on, my friend. But um, you know, Edabong, I've obviously seen your work for a long time when I was working for that other company, and now being independent like you, obviously, I really appreciate. Uh, you know what you've done and what you've built and just being an independent creator. So I would love for you to kind of tell people that may not be familiar with your work, um, kind of the stuff that you do and then where they can find your work. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. Um, if you guys don't know me, my channel is called Board at Work. Um, and I usually go by the name Thunder E or sometimes Connell Singala, who is my alter ego. But that's a whole different story entirely. Um, I cover a lot of uh, consumer electronics. Um, I do uh, a lot of gaming in tech. So I'm mixing like gaming on smartphones, you know, PC. Uh, and then I, I cover the gambit as well. I've been doing this since 2009. Um, so it's been a while uh, being on the platform and you can find me on YouTube 
Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, Twitter, all handles are bored at work spelt with two O's. So where did bored, but bored at work, where, where did that come from? What, what is that uh, from? It's very simple. So I started the site uh, with an X in 2007. Um, and we were bored at work. That was a simple reason. <laughs> you know, we, we didn't like our jobs and started this website. But we, you know, we came up with the name Bored at Work and we tried to buy the domain and somebody owned the domain with one O. <laughs> so you just added an extra one. And that's how it started. There you go. Just just keep it simple. It's like, hey, forget y'all. I'm just going to throw another O in there. Exactly. So um, let's jump into this because, you know, the reason why I brought you on is you've reviewed a ton of headphones over time. I mean, you have this like glorious or you've had I know that you've moved around. You've had this glorious wall of, I don't know, roughly how many headphones do you think you've actually purchased over time over? I think it's definitely over 50 or 60. Are we talking about down the hundreds or what? No, no. So the headphone wall is about was about fifty six. Yeah. The new wall, which is going up, <laughs> is now limited to twenty five. Oh. Now the wall was kind of a mix of. I started off buying some of the products, and eventually it was stuff that I reviewed that I got to keep. But you know, if I had to keep it, then it had to get to a certain level of quality for me to keep it. So uh, it grew to about fifty six headphones. I think at its highest, and then mixture between gaming and non-gaming headphones. So you've heard a lot of different types of headphones, all kinds of ranges of headphones. So let's jump in the AirPods Max and we could cover a bunch of topics, but I just kind of love to hear your first kind of initial thoughts when you first saw them. And then we'll kind of go from there. I mean, so initially, I think uh, from the press release, I saw the design. And I was like, okay, that's that's cool, but it's it's interesting. They went with this, you know, metallic look. I think when I saw it, when they made the announcement, I was I wasn't, you know, I was like, okay, cool, it, nothing crazy about it. When I got it, um, I, I there are things I like and there are things I don't like. That mesh band to me is horrible because of the connotations of the band not because of the band itself it's because you know uh, it's really soft and porous and because there's no case you can puncture it with anything i've seen people show that you know it takes up dirt pretty quickly uh, things like that so for me on a designer element it's not good even the metallic um finish is not a good idea in my mind because it scratches really easily. Mm -hmm. So those are the aesthetic things. But again, design-wise, I thought, you know what, like they did a good job. I mean, I think in general, Apple does a, a, a good job with their designs. I don't like all of them, but I think just they generally do a good job. So this design-wise kind of hit the mark. Uh, but for me, it always boils down to, to sound and some of the things. And I think um, this is where I, I've differed a lot of people because I got a lot of hate on my initial video, um, <laughs> compared them to the, to the XM4s because I don't, I think, I don't think it differs from the XM4s that much simply because the XM4s have better EQs for me to play with. And I agree with you in your video where you said the XM4s can be muddy, but if you play with the EQs just a little bit, that goes away. And which is why I I, I can't justify the 550 price point, um, you know, with this. And, you know, some people are like, you don't like them. I was like, I didn't say they were bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't get me wrong. It's just it's not $200 more in terms of price. So I think these are they're, – they're very good headphones, but Apple's pricing structures made things very weird with these. And I think because, you know, I didn't think about it till afterwards. I did my video. I was like – 
Well, they did price the AirPods Pro at 250. That's why they cannot make these 300. <laughs> and we know, look, they, well, they'll never make any over-the-air headphones 300. I, I felt like even when the rumors were coming out, these things were at least minimum going to be $400 just because, you know, you add in that that app, the idea of the Apple tax and what, to your point, right? The AirPods Pro are 250 so there's no way these would be even like within $100 of them just from a standpoint <laughs> of how they want to, um, you know, present their product line. I thought that was really interesting what you said because I made it a point and, you know, there's only so much explaining I could do in my review for people that have or haven't seen it. Of I just wanted to create this general baseline, but I wanted to let people know you can tweak with the EQs. This is just what you get when you pop them in. And look, the reality is most people that care about sound are going to tweak the EQs, right? Almost everyone is. They're going to create your own sound profile. And Sony's actually have some of the best ones overall. I mean, they have so many of different variety that I've always loved those. And to your point, I think if you have XM4s, you shouldn't you shouldn't be freaking out like I don't have quote unquote quote unquote you know headphones that don't sound or look as good as AirPods. Like like you like you said, the EQ can change everything. And they're lighter, they're more comfortable. Mm-hmm. They, they're they have a headphone jack, which I think is still important, even though some people may or may not to may or may debate that. But I still think that's important. I don't think if you have an XM4 today that you need to feel like you're totally missing out and rushing to getting AirPods unless you're just one of those super hardcore ecosystem people that that that's really the the biggest difference that I see specifically between that headphone and the AirPods Max that would be the biggest distinguishing factor if you felt like okay well if all things are being equal what's the biggest difference obviously the features Mm-hmm. And so I want to ask you a question because I noticed this um, Please. kind of after I, I did the, the, my video. So the AirPods Max have adaptive EQs, um, and I honestly hate it now that I've used it longer because mm-hmm. I, I adaptive EQ, because you're not changing anything yourself, it's doing the work for you. And I've noticed it mid-song, it will try Ooh. and and change anything i'm like this is not how it sounds mm, mm. and it's not all the time and i get it, it's machine learning it's trying to learn but there's the reason why it, like for me it, beca- it became more of an angry moment in a sense because i love my audio and i like to we all like to listen to audio a certain way and the eq on its own just its normal baseline is very good so i'm like okay even if this this i'm cool with it and then it changed i remember i was listening to uh michael jackson beat it and um i heard like a dip in the highs and then he's just trying to boost the mm. mids a little bit higher and i'm like what are you doing you were fine before nobody asked you to do this what's going on mm-hmm. so those are the things that I mean, I haven't heard anyone complain about it, maybe just because it's not as subtle. But for me, I noticed in a couple of tracks and I was like, I don't know about this. I really just want Apple to give me EQs to play with. I don't really like playing with EQs in general. I do Mm -hmm. like a flat bass line. Mm -hmm. But if you've got something that's going to change, that's why I say like with the XM4s, I definitely agree with you that it can be muddy. But when you play around the EQs, it solves some of that because I guess they wanted to satisfy the bass crowd of things right um so it's that that's i think one of the things that apple does with its whole ecosystem where they give you fewer and fewer controls uh, and they tell you this is the best way to listen to sound and i'm like come on like (laughs) this is not the best way to listen to sound so it's it's that kind of i don't know if you've noticed any of that so 
I, to be honest with you, I haven't, and I've, I, here's, here's where I actually notice it without, okay, this sounds weird, I notice it without actually noticing it. Now, when I use these um, binaural mics to record the inside of the headphones, and, you know, I make it clear that, look, this is the best representation I can give you. It's never going to sound exactly like it, but surpri- what surprised me the most is after I'd, Obviously, it took a lot of experimentation to figure out if I'm going to even hear these things the right way. But then when my observations that I wrote down on paper were actually semi, for the most part, pretty consistent with what not only I heard, but what people at home could hear from those results, it made me happy. Like, okay, at least I'm displaying or giving the audience what I felt was the best representation of these headphones from a, a, a bass level. But there's only a couple songs where I saw actually the levels on the ears change a little, you know, because when, when I look, when I look at the, uh, audio, at the audio levels during it, you could see mm-hmm. when sometimes one ear would actually kind of like tweak during the course of the song a little bit. So I, I noticed that, but I didn't touch it. Cause I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to play with this. And I remember one guy said, Oh, one of your songs, the panning sounded different than the other. And that's the auto EQ kind of, tweaking it and playing around with it and again though i didn't hear that real time but it is there also it didn't it didn't play a major factor in how i heard it but again to your point you know i remember back in the day itunes the app allowed you to actually play with an eq okay yeah actually yeah and that's all it's actually really hidden now um even uh playing on the music app on your iPhone, you aren't going to find an EQ. <laughs> you ain't going to find that thing. So, no, you all. know, Apple is presenting this the more, as we know, they present this to the general mainstream consumer that quite honestly knows, can tell what is good, but doesn't care as much how it gets there versus people like us that maybe are more particular, have been around this a lot. Obviously, when everyone was saying, oh, are AirPods Max for the audiophile? No. They're, to me, they're not catered to the audiophile at all. Maybe they are like a more casual headphone for an audiophile that wants to be mobile, per se. But still, you know, everyone was trying to compare these as like audiophile headphones. I'm like, this is, this is not trying to be an audiophile headphone. So I, I kind of wanted to squash that narrative and just be like, okay, this is at least where they are in the general landscape of mm-hmm. quality headphones. Um, but yeah, the auto EQ, I saw it, but I didn't. it didn't really affect me from a standpoint where I really, really heard it. And maybe now that you pointed out, I'm going to start trying to listen for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was on, on a few songs. Like I was listening to Propaganda by Muse, Beat It, and uh, I think it was, I can't remember what Foo Fighter song. Uh, Beat It was the one because I use Beat It a lot mm-hmm. when I just want to, to test headphones. And uh, that was the one where a couple of times it tried it. But it, it also corrected at some point within the track as well. Uh, so... But it's just one of those things where I get it with machine learning. I get it. You're trying to make it as simplistic, but uh, a lot of consumers don't necessarily want to need that. So it kind of goes to, I mean, it's more of the Apple philosophy of saying, hey, we will give you the best representation of what we think this product is supposed to be and and take it as gospel uh, as opposed <laughs> to be this not, it's not necessarily the case. So the other thing I noticed uh, is is 
volume levels. The volume levels on the AirPod Max are terrible. <laughs> In comparison terrible. to just any other pair, any other pair of headphones that like. So I did a video where I compared it against. Uh, I said, you know, basically, I said this, these are seven alternatives to the AirPods Max, mm-hmm. uh, a different price range. Not necessarily saying they're the better, just you know, alternatives to pick from. Uh, but when you compare them to the the Sony XM4s, the Drop Panda THX, uh, the Hi Fi Man Diva, these are the ones I, I would say I would use, which are in the same category. Uh, my Sony's, my volume levels maximum, I crank my levels up to is 65. That's in your ear. Yeah, just just sixty five on on these bad boys. It's literally ninety, mm. and I'm like, that's not good. So a lot of people, and I saw a lot of reviews. People saying, "Oh, it's great! I can crank the volumes to, to the highest, and it sounds clear." I'm like, you're not supposed to crank your volumes high in the first place. Does not matter. <laughs> Because that's not what you're supposed to do. I mean, it's great you can. It also means it's got a lower range mm-hmm. if it's doing that. And I noticed that with just, you know, so I thought uh, I was talking to Snazzy and Snazzy said he didn't notice that in his, in his, when he was using his headset. So I was like, okay, maybe it's, it's what I'm using because I use Spotify a lot mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. for general. So I switched over to Tidal. It was a little bit better. Still not as not as so maybe I dropped from ninety to maybe about I would say eighty percent or so, mm-hmm. um, but I also noticed that the quality changed. It, it not, what I mean by quality change is interesting. Um, when playing off Spotify in comparison to the um, Mark Fours. I would say it actually sounded better than the Mac 4s. So I guess you could say it handles a lower streaming quality better than the mm. Mark 4s. When playing on Tidal, they sounded about the same. Mm. Especially, of course, I use my own EQs there. Or even if I use something like the THX Pandas, which are planet mag- magnetic headphones, I prefer the Pandas because they just give you so much more breadth mm. and range mm. than this. But it was just interesting to see that... Um, on Tidal, which has the highest, at least streaming format, those sounded they both sounded about the about the same. Uh, and again, of course, I was using LDAC on the on the uh, Mark IVs, but volume levels are just it's just interesting because a lot of people haven't really spoken that. Most people have just said, "I can crank up my levels to the max, and it sounds great." And I'm going. I only put all my headphones at 65 and they sound great. I, I don't want to go past that or else I get deaf at some point. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if you've experienced any of that. Well, the, the thing is in my review, I said like, I, you can turn them up louder. They, they won't break down, but I don't, I said, I don't do that. I don't listen. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a test that some people just try to do out of the box to be like, Oh, these are good because they sound good at their maximum level. But you, I've never listened to headphones on a maximum level. I've never so, you know, to your point, does how much does that commentary mean much when someone says, I can turn them up, they still rumble, they don't break down. I'm like, but you're only going to ever do that that first time you pop them in your ears, try it on track for like five seconds. You'll never listen to your headphones at full maximum volume output level. No, you just I, I, think a lot of, I think a lot of people are comparing it to speakers where you should, mm. not should, but you can max it out. Yeah. And it's supposed to fill the room, not necessarily your, your ears, <laughs> right? Um, so I think, I think that's, that's where a lot of people make that mistake where they go like, oh yeah, you know, I get new speakers, I, I crank it up. Yeah, you're cranking it up because, you know, once you, 
once there are more bodies in the room, they absorb sound. So those things come into play. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's an interesting landscape because you know these are sold out. They sold out mm-hmm. to the airports max sold out to March, the earliest. We don't know how many units they actually made, though, right? I <laughs> right. didn't make that much. Yeah, right. I That's can what I'm saying. Guarantee you, they did. I mean, let's say they made ten thousand units or something. <laughs> um, they they sold that out, and but it's also you know. The thing that Apple does is it does help create a new awareness back to over-the-ear headphones. Everybody had shifted to True Wireless. True Wireless buds are doing gangbuster sales for anyone. Like, you know, tomorrow we could come up with our headphones and make at least a good 100000 <laughs> easily. <laughs> um, I mean, if you got designers working that hard, I mean, I have to reach out to my contacts in China. Maybe. Maybe. Dude, design- <laughs> we don't need designers. All we need to do is just buy a certain mold that's already available. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And we just need to find the right sound engineers to tune our headphones to the way we like and we're done. <laughs> hey, we'll call them the Thunder BTs, okay? Well, we'll just hybrid, we'll hybrid our names. Thunder BTs, okay? And, and um, the, I mean, BTs. like, BTs, Bluetooth, Brian, Blue, yeah. like, what, what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. BTEs, we got to get the E in there. We got to represent. Um, yeah. You know, you said a really, I want to go back to a point where you talked about how when you're listening to the streaming services, I mean, even in my test, there are times where, again, you know, the genre music and the sound profiles these headphones have, there are times where the XM4 sounded pretty much exactly like the AirPods Max, right? And so it's always interesting how people want people, you can never just play, and that's why it, my review was so long, you can never play one song out of a headphone and say like, this is it. Right, you and people have different tastes for music too. If I'm a classical music person, and I hear all the differences in the headphones that I got, there's not too much difference with many of the headphones that I showed up. Where you you really need to get, you know, I'm never saying you need to get AirPods Max, but you shouldn't feel like oh, even with Bose. I mean, classical music sounded pretty good on Bose as well. And I just I'm always thinking of. Everyone, sound is no matter what. Yes, there are some kind of rules and fundamentals to sound, but our all of our ears do honestly hear different. And so sound is, some people, I don't know how you stand on this argument. Actually, I would be curious to hear your thing, but I always say sound is subjective to a certain degree because we hear things differently. I mean, I agree to the subjective. I always say it's semi-subjective mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are certain rules you'll want to follow. Uh, the general rule is, first of all, separation, right? Do you clearly hear your highs, your mids, your lows? And then besides the separation, um, you know, people talk about soundstage. And, yeah, I got I got hammered by a lot of people because everybody said the sound. Like, I don't think the soundstage is that big on the AirPods Max. But, um but then again, I should have prefaced by saying that because I changed my EQs, my soundstage is much wider on my on my Sony. So I, I mean, <laughs> I made the mistake of just saying the Sony sounded sounded, you know, bigger. Um, but again, soundstage is one important thing to to mm-hmm. add into that. Then I think when you kind of move to an audiophile level, you're looking at not just separation of 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 sound levels or you know you know different aspects of sound, but um, separation when it comes to instrumental instrumentals and also vocals um i remember they were a pair of headphones i listened to from akg i'm be, be, i'll be very interested to see what samsung does next year because akg makes some really good headphones and this is um this is literally 
about five or six years ago. It was wired headphones. Uh, they were a thousand bucks, and you know they were they, these were tuned by Quincy Jones, and you could adjust the EQs mid-song by literally rotating like an EQ meter on the on your ear, and the, it worked really well. I mean, they were like this. This was built by Quincy so that he could feel mm-hmm. while he's listening to a song that he could actually tune it the way he wanted to it to sound. And till this day, there is only one other pair of headphones that I've used that, honestly, I mean, if this is, I'm, I'm not sure if your your podcast is PG thirteen oh, or not. Tell me, tell me um, say whatever you can say whatever. It, it, it was like sex in my ears, man. Like straight up. <laughs> um, my my friend was recording me, so like the whole time I put it on and I close my eyes and I'm listening and I'm like I'm just making all these faces and she's just recording the whole thing, <laughs> and I take it off and she's just laughing. She's like, "What?" She's like, "You were having sex, weren't you?" I was like, "I was like, it felt that way." <laughs> wait, so what are wait what are those headphones that was sex in your ears, uh, sex in your uh, ears? Uh, it's a pair of Quincy Jones headphones from either AKG or Harman Kardon. I mean, Harman Kardon is the, just the parent company. Right. I just can't remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But another pair that I tried were uh, from a company called Focal. They're a French company. Um, and they have a pair of headphones that are priced at 1000 bucks, and there's another one that's priced at 4000 And I'm telling you, it was it was so, it's so surreal when you get into that price point because I also tell you you should never buy them. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's not for you, but you know if you can easily afford that and you enjoy music. So I remember I listened to them at you know I had a briefing with the company. I listened to the headphones, and you know they just the I was like ah oh, man I I would love to. I would love to, you know, keep this. And I would love like, to so, have sex with these headphones. <laughs> That's what you're really thinking. Hey, I didn't tell them that directly. <laughs> but what was funny was I saw them again at CES, and one of my buddies, I, I told him, I was like, you got to listen to these headphones. He's like, how much are they? I'm like, they're like 1005 He's like, That's, that's bullshit. There's no way. So he sits down, and the guy was like, what would you like to listen to? He's like, do you have any hip-hop stuff? He's like, yeah, we have anything you need. We've got like at least 20,000 tracks, whatever you want to look for, just to search. And he's like, ah, I'll probably spend like five minutes. I leave him there. I come back about 30 minutes later, 45. He's still there. He's just like jabbing to it, the whole thing. And he's like, man, these are, it's like, I need one of these. I'm like, you ready to pay 1500? He's like, no, <laughs> I can't. But it's such a, it's such a surreal thing with, with sound where, there are certain levels you get to. And I think one of the things, like, I think Snazi pointed this out because I, I haven't tried it. You know, he said in his video uh, that once you plug them in, they sound better. Because, yes, wired headphones always sound better than wireless. I mean, I remembered last year. No, no, not last year. Was it last? Yeah. No, no, it was this year. Sorry, see? 2020 is such a weird year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometime this year, I, I, w- I was going to go down the street you know, just to pick up something, and I had an LG phone with me. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me take my old um, uh, BioWickens P5s. I put them on, plugged them in, I pressed play, and I was like, oh, whoa. I mean, it just hit me. I'm like, I have been listening to rubbish yep. continually yep. for such a long time. And that's what people don't understand is that um, Bluetooth technology has gotten much better. I'm waiting for the day that we are able to get – dual Wi-Fi signals on phones 
where you can have one Wi-Fi signal just you know, for your regular Wi-Fi. And then just like Sonos, you can get Wi-Fi to things like headphones or speakers or things like that because the connectivity and the audio difference you will get from that is will be mind-blowing completely. Was there anything that surprised you about the AirPods Max? I mean, I, I love your take because it's a lot more balanced. You know, for example, some people like straight up freaking out about them, but you're like, okay, let, you know, let, let's see what these guys can do. Were there any things that surprised you about them, both good and bad? I think my surprise was uh, partially, there was a little surprise there that it was good. Mm. Not because, I don't think, not because Apple can't. I, I think, I'll, let me let me phrase it this way. Part of me expected it to be good, be, not because of the AirPods Pro. The AirPods Pro, to me, I don't really like them as much as a lot of people do. But actually, because of how Apple's recent track record, the M1, the iPhone 12, like just the stuff they've dropped has been good this year. you know. So I was like, okay, on that part. But the other half is that I know that Beats engineers worked on this, and I don't like the HomePod. And that's a clear indication of beat engineering. I remember the initial HomePod. Um, uh, you know, at that time, because I didn't have um, all I had was Spotify. I didn't have Title, and the only way to basically stream directly was using Apple Music, which I'm not signing yeah, up for. Um, so I decided to play YouTube, the YouTube album that you were given free with your iPhone, and that and. YouTube doesn't have a lot of bass in their tracks. There's a lot of guitars. There is some bass guitar, but it's not high. I pressed play, and all I had was bass, and I was like, this is trash. Out the way. Not because it shouldn't have bass. It's because you should not be representing a song that that doesn't have bass to that. And I was like, so I was afraid of that engineering from the beat scrawl coming over here. And... I was pleasantly surprised that, that that wasn't the case. So I was like, okay, that's really good. But of course, like everyone else, um, I think the biggest failure is, to me, two things. The mesh band uh, and the atrocity of a purse-bra case that we have. <laughs> I knew we were going to get there. I knew we were going to get there. I have no idea how that happened. Like, I, like seriously, somebody... I, I don't. I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> I have no. No, idea. I don't think. I don't think. The thing is, okay. Look, you're actually like speechless. There, trying to come with words like, how does a designer or group of designers from arguably one of the best companies in tech in design come mm -hmm. up with that as a solution? You know, it's. I, I said, this is why you sometimes just need to have a regular person, at least in the room. Just have that like champion for regular people to just bring it to reality because it's a, you know, it is to me still, even if it has its little magnets that put into sleep mode that really don't make that much of a difference. It It's a worthless case. And I, when I went traveling, I drove to the Bay Area to see my parents for the holiday season. Normally, I throw my bows or XM4s right in the case. I just throw them in my bag. Mm -hmm. I wrapped... I wrapped these damn things in my pants and a sweatshirt because I didn't want them to get wrecked. This is the type, right? That is stupid. There's no way you can tell me this is a better solution because in my backpack that has a computer and other things, it's going to get jostled. You know, you know, it's going to get nicked up and stuff. I wrapped it in my own damn clothes to protect it. That's pathetic, wow. bro. That is yeah, pathetic. It is. No, it is bad. I, I think that's one of the things that. Um the little miscues it doesn't damage it but it, it's it's one of those things that you know apple's going to come out with a, a case for you and i'm going at 550 like you know 
at that price point, everybody, no, no, at least from the $300 price point, even 150 everyone throws a case in for you. Everyone. It may be an it might be an ugly case, but it still will protect your, you know, your device. I, I think that was one, and I think the crown too was the other. Uh, at first, I didn't like the crown, but I don't like the position of the crown. I feel it should either be in front or underneath somewhere. Um, but it works well. It's just those are the little things I feel that I think the thought process through the whole development of this is the had a certain look they wanted to go with. They captured the look. They had a certain sound they wanted to go for. They got the sound. Um, they got the features down. They were like, okay. And then it w- this really, f- like the position of the crown, the the case felt like maybe design elements that came in September. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Honestly came in, in September. Straight up, straight up. And they were like, right, we, just, we just need something. They're like, oh yeah, we could do the magnets and... Uh, Perfect, you know, kind of thing. So that aspect is there. Now, I wanted to ask you, because I want to ask you this, and I'll give you my answer, yeah, yeah, yeah. is how long have you been able to wear these on your head? So I did, it is part, it's non-scientific because first of all, A, all of our ears kind of heat up differently, right? Like depending mm-hmm. on that, um, these headphones before they got un- before they got uncomfortable where I wanted to take them off and took a break. It was around like I think I was in my review I said forty five or forty seven minutes, but they're heavy still, right? I think one thing that we haven't talked about, even though we know this, these are heavy headphones, and over mm-hmm. time, even when you first put them on, you feel the weight. Especially if you've been using all different kinds of headphones, you feel the weight instantly. But over time, you feel that weight because these headphones tend to kind of even sink down a little more on my ears. Um, so from a standpoint of at least how long have I worn them, um, I typically, no matter what, with over-the-ear headphones, I do have to take a break where I just pull them off, let them cool for like a few moments and put them back on. But for me, these were around like 45 minutes or so. Other headphones that kind of use the uh, more synthetic material is around maybe 30, 35 minutes. Some, one of them, some of them times it's like even 20 where I'm like, oh, it's too tight. Oh, it's too warm. But at least for me, I don't – I know a lot of people talk about like clamping, how hard uh, when headphones kind of like – clamp onto your ears and they get pain from that that didn't bother me but it's around like 40 45 minutes before i have to take these off and just take a breather um longer than i thought longer than i thought that's for me personally um what about you uh 30 minutes flat and i I for me it started getting annoying because you you are right i didn't even think about it then uh and i think it might be a problem a weird problem with the sliding mechanism instead of the notches for the uh, what do you call them again? The arm the, bar the, or the, the, the head, the head, yeah, the telescoping arms thingies. Telescoping arms, yeah, exactly. Uh, because I started feeling tightness at the very top part of my ear, above my ear, um, and then to the, you know, the the part of my skull around there. Mm-hmm. In about twenty minutes, it mm-hmm. it just starts feeling like it's 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 tightening. The cups themselves are fine; they're actually okay, but it just starts getting more and more and more. And within thirty minutes, I was like. Oh, actually, honestly, if I were to be probably to be honest, it's probably around ten, fifteen minutes that it, it starts kicking in. Um, they are heavier uh, compared to the XM4s. I could wear the XM4s on a full flight to the West Coast and not take them off. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a lot more comfortable. I think yeah, also. Must, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I agree. I say they, they're definitely much lighter than these. Um, you know, the thing about it is also when I, when I put these on, I don't have, (laughs) I don't have as wide of a dome as you. And I think most people, because if you look this, this band doesn't actually have much good flex in it at all. It doesn't have, so 
that by default is going to clamp on people's whose heads are wider and and just have a lot more tension. So, you know, I I I, I notice that right. I'm like, oh, I can feel the tension, but I imagine if you have a <laughs> a thicker skull, <laughs> which you do, that that you'll feel it more. You really will. And to your point, you do right. And that's why headphones are always so kind of in a way personal and different because just like earbuds are no earbuds fit people the same way and no headphones fit people the same way, no matter how, how hard they try. I mean, for me to this day, I'll always go down saying the Bose QC 35 twos, not only the lightest, they're the most comfortable headphones, but now because of technology, they've kind of fallen behind with, they, they yeah. connect to two, two devices, but then everything else, like all these other kind of bells and whistles that headphones now have, they're just behind, but they're still, they are still actually my go-tos for travel because they're so light for me. Like the light, oh, yeah. the lightness of it makes a difference. I mean, the, the QC35 is a super light. I mean, the Mark IVs are the only ones that are yeah. close. I mean, in that in that range. Agreed. That are close 100% enough. agree. But here's the funny part, though, is that I have heavy headphones uh-huh. that I can wear for a long period of time. And uh, like I've got a pair of Sony MDR. They are – can't remember the no- model number. They about like a thousand bucks. There, Anabong, Anabong, they make it so easy to remember their model numbers. I mean, come on, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> like, like we oh, technically we've helped Sony out, right? We we call it the Mark Fours. Yeah. So they should just come out and say, "Welcome here, are the brand new Sony Mark Fives." No WH one thousand, but the in ear buds are called the WF one thousand. I, <laughs> I know, I know. F, yeah, yeah. WF XM3s for the record too. So they're actually using you can't go the wireless earbuds are XM3s. They had the XM3s. They have the XM4s now. Their next wireless earbuds will probably be XM4s. Yeah, they can't do that. They shouldn't do that. I've talked to them about this, right? I I remember when I did my review for the XM4s, I said, okay, what's the proper way to how do you guys actually want to refer to these? You know, are they Mark IVs? Are they XM4s? Are and they said Either Mark IV or XM4 is proper. I'm like, okay, great, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I guess we have to just call it the the Mark IV TWS. <laughs> True wireless. Yeah, that's literally it. That's so there's no TWS in that line, though. No, no, I'm, I'm just adding that in there. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, you're, you're trying to help us out. No need. Yeah, um, but I, but yeah, in terms of weight, I think, I mean, I think. You know, they, they're going to learn in the next generation. And I hope they don't, but I also hope they don't release another version next year. Because these are good. Like, they don't need to come out with an, another version. I mean, with the true wireless buds, there's a lot of tweaking you have to do and things like that. Now, here's the part that I find interesting. A lot of people have said, well, you know, if you're in the ecosystem, these are great headphones. Um, and I still say no. Mm. Because? Price number one. First, that's the first thing. Unless you're gung ho about it, but if you're in the ecosystem, uh, some people also talk about features, and the only feature that this has is spatial audio. The H1 chipset does not mean anything to me because it's doing the adaptive sound, which I can do with EQs actually better than than that. But spatial audio is the only thing. Now, I've listened to spatial audio; it's great. You know, um, works well. There's nothing wrong with it. That's that's the extra benefit. But if I were to compare with the Mark IVs, I go, okay, with my Mark IVs, I've got 360 audio. 
Now that's only for music and it's specific title tracks, specific tracks, yeah, and specific title. tracks and things like that. So it's it's sort of it's sort of the same weird thing with special audio, except there's a bit more there. Um, with the Mark IVs, I think it has better ANC, and I'll tell you why. A lot of people don't do the ANC tuning. <laughs> Again, you have to use the software. <laughs> yeah, that yes, that's just yes. the, that's the, that's the thing because I remember I put this on. And I told you I have this howling noise by my desk, which just keeps going on. It's very irritating. I put on the Mark IVs. I could hear a little bit of the howling. I was like, okay. I put on the um, uh, the AirPods Max, and it's you know it's very minute. I'm like, okay, AirPods Max sounds better. Okay, in terms of no active noise cancellation. Also, it's got a better seal anyway mm-hmm. too. Then I do the noise canceling tuning because I realized that I have not tuned it to my environment in a while, and it just leaps over again. So Mark Force can do that for you. Then you've got the speech to uh, speech to listen. I think or no talk to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where once you're talking, it's start like in terms of features, it's got more features. Yeah. Supports better codecs. Granted, on your iPhone, you can only support AAC. So if you're looking for the best for you with most features on any platform, including your platform it would be the Mark IVs. The only benefits that the AirPods Max give you are the ability to switch between multiple devices faster and spatial audio. Now, the switch is great, but I also have noticed that even for me, with even though I'm not an Apple user, but the switch between that and my Mac has been iffy, being yeah. one of those doesn't really switch well. So you can might as well just connect to two devices at the same time and be done. So here, so to follow up on for some of the things you said for people that may not know, um, the XM4s actually have a utility in their app that allows you to tune the noise canceling when you're in different environments. So, for example, when you jump on a plane, I actually typically run the um, noise canceling kind of calibration. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is what Enabong is talking about is depending on where he is, you know, we, we a lot of times forget to run the calibration, but it does that feature itself. And you could get, you know, eventually maybe we see these in other headphones as well, but that's one of those really unique features that does come in handy. It's just that you have to do the work to go into the app, pull up the panel, and it's not that hard, but again, you know what, it really, it always reminds me, you know, we're so used to being around this stuff and digging into the apps, and then I I forget sometimes, like, most people may not even really know that there's a noise-canceling calibration other than the very first time they use put on those Sony XM4s, you know what I mean? No, no, absolutely. But it's important. It is important. I think I think it's also our fault. We don't let people know as soon as possible. Hey, look, to get the most out of this or to get the extra features, if you will, definitely jump into the app. I mean, one of the other features the app has is the ability – it it does the automated noise-canceling situations for you. Yep. So Based on you where know, you are location-wise. Location-wise. So if you're walking – like so in New York, it says subway. Like it actually would say it's subway on the app and it would say cars driving by and it would say stationary. So it knows that you are in certain locations where, okay, it needs to boost it up or it needs to recalibrate to match the area. But yeah, I think we need to do a better job, whether it's, you know, Sony's or whatever product it is, of letting people know that, you know, not just the product itself, but the enhanced features that you can get out of it that make it worthwhile for you. Yeah. The, um, was there anything else, you know, we talked about the comfort and it was interesting because you said you have heavier headphones that are more comfortable than AirPods Max and I think part of that is probably they don't they don't clamp as hard on your ears. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Design-wise, on the headband is just much more comfortable. And you, you know, again, I didn't even think about it, but when she was just showing me the flex there and the the, no the, <laughs> the no flex, <laughs> uh, that is that's one of the bigger things with those. Some of them are even, you know, some of the more high-end ones have a wider base in general. Mm-hmm. You see them just have like a wider base and a longer band, so it just kind of sits on your head uh, much easier. But I think, like again, I think. It's something they can easily fix. To me, where they are right now is a very good position. I think just their price point is off. Um, you know, if it, I in my videos I've mentioned the drop THX Pandas, which honestly, if you get a chance to listen to them, that's what I want to check out next. They're pretty. Are, they're 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 on point. Oh, they're, they're absolutely on point. Um, they don't even have an app or anything. I, I know they're dropping <laughs> one soon, but they sound really good. Planet Magnetic headphones in general sound really good. Uh, Hi-Fi Mandiva is another one. Um, it's uh, Planet Magnetic open back headphones. So you hear everything around you. <laughs> There's no cancellation, but they sound really good. Uh, and it's got its own Bluetooth dongle because... Um, Audio purists, people like HiFiMan, which make high-end headphones, will tell you any any uh, signal coming into your headphone that is not wired, especially depending on what kind of cables you're using, um, will cause interference with the sound, mm-hmm. especially with your drivers. Depending on how sensitive your drivers are, they don't want those extra vibrations. So instead of having the components of the Bluetooth in the headphones, they have a dongle to ensure that they get the least amount of um, deference you know in terms of audio deference there which i mean they sound good but they also they, they look kind of goofy when you wear them on the street <laughs> you're all you know, they sound good but yeah they also look hella goofy <laughs> i mean if you're home or if you're like stationary like say you're in the you're somewhere in a library because since they open back everybody can hear what you're listening to as well but if you're in a stationary position somewhere you're okay but you start walking down the street uh somebody sees like massive it, they're huge and then you know it's silver and brown and you've got this black bluetooth dongle i'm like guys we need to do a better job <laughs> okay so you're all you're all okay i really love these but damn they don't look good um so i you know just to kind of put all this together where with all the headphones that you've heard where do you personally rank the airpods max in comparison to xm4s bows and maybe some others that you know i mean obviously the, the pandas um, I haven't been able to check those out. I checked them out at CS and they sound amazing. But it's always like headphones in general, it's funny. They do sound amazing. And then it's always fun to compare them. But most people don't have the luxury or the ability to compare them to like four headphones side by side. But where do you place the AirPods Max in this kind of landscape right now for yourself? I mean, for me, with my use and what I've experienced with them, um, I would comfortably put the airpods max in the same range as as say the drop thx panda to the um xm4s i honestly feel like these are 400 headphones they're not 550 um just because there's nothing else that makes me justify the extra price you know besides the apple tax which we know it's there um but i think it's such a hard it's a hard gauge because apple has They've done a good job in forcing the argument mm-hmm. to put them in a different scale. But uh, honestly, they should be – actually, you know what? Forget the THX Panda. They should be in the same price range as the Mark IVs. Maybe a little higher, sure, mm-hmm. because it's a premium build. Uh, but 
they are in that price range in my mind just because they don't give me anything else that I feel has that pushes them above the mark. And for me, comfort isn't there. So I can't wear them as long enough as possible. Uh, but then again, again, I've got big head. So if you're like me and you have a big head, uh, stay away from them just because they will not be as comfortable for you in the long run. So now that we've kind of established where you put in the landscape, um, for you, worth 550 or you said they should be worth you said you did say because their build quality they should be more than the xm4s but what would have been a acceptable price point for you and this uh, is all to you right this is a you know we're just we're just having fun here 400 400 would be the price point that i would i would go with with them i think if you, if you price it with 400 um this with the XM4s, it'd be hard. then for the XM4s, it'd be a hard sell because the XM4s now are too. Are they 280 ish these days, right? 280, now? 300, 280, 300, yeah, right? Yeah. But they came out at 350. Mm-hmm. Um, so the MSRP at 400 to me makes a lot of sense. So 550, there's really nothing to compare. I mean, in your video, you compare them to the uh, the Bang and so the Bang and Olufsen's H95s, and I, you know, I have mixed feelings bang on all since because over the years they've done some, it's been hit or miss, been hit or miss, which is why I didn't really care to compare those. I, but I've heard good things about them. But again, it's also priced really high where I'm like, you guys have lost me somewhere. Mm-hmm. But that 550 price range, there's nothing to compare with. There's really no proper gauge unless you're using wired headphones and most wired headphones at that price point will beat it anyway, just because you're getting better fidelity uh, in terms of audio. Not in terms of connectivity and things like that. It's really an interesting point that, you know, I didn't, I mean, I've said it, but now that you put it that way, you know, they kind of really squeeze themselves into this spot where there isn't necessarily a true, true quote unquote comparison at that price point. And it's wireless. So they, they have really kind of almost created a space for them in this landscape. And then it's just up to the consumer to decide, depending on what's important to you and, you know, how much disposable income you have if it's worth 550 but there's even when i was trying to find stuff there was like the mont blanc like 650 dollar headphones that are more because they're mont blancs like yeah they're the pen the people that aren't familiar it's like a luxury pen brand that has their own um headphones but that that wasn't they weren't they're not doing that because of you know to be like in the quote-unquote tech feature noise count space it's like mont blanc's like let's put out some luxury headphones because we're mont blanc um, yeah exactly you know that 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 was their motivation for that so it it's definitely opened up the conversation and to, to your point also i i had said in my view review that i felt like they weren't trying to be audiophile headphones but they're trying to like kind of create this identity or this new space which they have with the product and its price point but just make people think about higher quality audio in quotation marks um, and and kind of associate their name and their brand with what they believe and what they're trying to tell consumers is a higher quality experience. No, I think I agree. I think, I think what they've actually done is helped Sony. Mm. Honestly, Sony, Bose, those guys, they've actually helped them because they've reinvigorated that space, totally. but also for Sony. For Sony's with a Mark V, Sony can Sony can come in with a Mark V, same feature sets as the Mark IV, maybe adding some automation to some of those feature sets, right? Really talk about those feature sets, maybe change some of the build, but they can't really change it too much because they want it as light as possible. But maybe add some faux luxury style accents to make it look a little bit more expensive. Bring the move the price up to four hundred dollars and still will sell. 
you know, in that price point. I think this is following Apple's philosophy this year of attacking a price point that they feel will make them the most amount of money. Uh, not necessarily is consumer friendly, but most my money. So you go back to the iPhone SE earlier this year. Pandemic hit, SE comes out of 400. Everyone's like, oh my God, this is the phone I need. It's cheap, it's effective. And Apple's also using parts from the iPhone 8, uh, which is old and they've already made the money off the R&D, the parts, all that stuff for already. So at that point, that phone's just printing cash. Then you move over to the iPhone 12. Then you have the iPhone 12 mini, which now brings the high-end luxury to that. And luckily, like, you know, the only other companies who competed well in that was Samsung with mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Galaxy um, uh, S- S20 OnlyFans edition. Um, <clears throat> OnlyFans edition, not fan, not Effie. <laughs> say. Oh, that's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got many colors, man. Oh, it, say. Does, it does, it does. <laughs> But but they've done that, and if you then you move to the MacBooks, even with the M1 chipset, that that now that the MacBook Air is a viable MacBook to buy. Before the Air was a throwaway, like I would never tell you to buy a MacBook Air. You know now you can buy it, and you know it's got performance, and it's nine hundred ninety nine dollars starting, and it's it's a well priced MacBook. So this comes into that range again, even though it's priced higher. But it's in the price range that makes sense. You know, Apple is not going to drop in a pair of uh, over-the-air cans at 200 when their AirPods Pros are 250. But if you drop it in at 500, there's no one in that space to compete against you. Uh, for for people to go, oh, you have to show me why I'm not buying, you know, X Y Z, and then I'm buying your stuff. And they've they've landed into that landscape again. Now the question is when. Sony replies next year with their XM5s when Bose drops the next, the not the 700s, but the 800s. And when um, Samsung releases theirs from, AK, you know, from AKG next year, where do those play in terms of pricing? Will Samsung price 550 or will Samsung be wise enough and price at 350 instead? Uh, would, you know, will, would Sony increase the price point? Will Bose also come in and increase and give us more features? So there's a lot that's going to play in next year. And then we can see, it, you know, if Apple's decision is, is worth it. Because th- I think what, what we're going to see is they're going to do a bigger push with what these headphones represent next year come you know the m2 chipset the iphone 13 and things like that as it it boils down all right and a bong well you know what i just want to say thank you so much my friend for your time and your great insight like i really loved it because you know you're coming from perspective of someone who not only loves this stuff but you know you're a mac is not your driver and i thought that that was your daily driver right i thought that was important because you know when I when some people get mad at me because I don't know they know that I'm in the ecosystem but when I come out with balanced perspectives they get mad at me and I know it's everyone brings their own baggage to what we say um, yeah but I just really enjoyed you know your grounded perspective of this I mean I, it was awesome so thanks so much for coming on the show man hey thanks for having me on man appreciate um, it anytime one more thing yes oh we're gonna have you back again one more thing again if you could remind people um, where they can find your awesome work. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Um, it's all board at work, spelled B double O R E D A T W O R K. Awesome, man. All right. Well, you know what? Um, if we don't see each other or hear each other uh, before the holidays, we'll, I guess we'll see each other in 2021, my friend. All right. Thank all right. you. And uh, have a good one. All right. Cool. Take care, bro.
All right, everybody. Hope you really enjoyed that chat with Enabong. Really fun stuff. And he brought it, brought up a lot of points and things that even I didn't think about and asked me things that I never, that kind of didn't cross my mind until we got to break this down. So that's why it's always great to have guests come on the show, offer different perspective. And, you know, his, his is a more tempered kind of reaction and overall take on the AirPods Max. You saw my take. I was really surprised with how they continue to creep up and up and really validate themselves, in my opinion, to be worthy of the price point, at least when you compare them to what the market offers. But again, it is really hard for me to ever recommend a $549 headphone to anyone. But, you know, you have now they've kind of raised this bar. They've put their name out there as we want people to think of us as even the next level of over-the-air headphones. And I'm going to tell you, whatever Sony drops next year with their XM5s, whatever they call it, I think those are the headphones now to look out for, especially depending on how they price them in comparison with the AirPods Max. So it's always fun when there's exciting new products that kind of invigorate a category. And this is absolutely what the AirPods Max have done. Before we go now, we got to give our big thanks out to our Platinum Apples at the $100 Patreon level. Thank you so much for your support. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Eric Conan, and Natari Koenigsegg. Thank you for all of your support. And thank you to all of you who support me at every level. You know, 2021 is here. This is, I'm just about two and a half years through, and I could not have done it without you. I could not still do this without you and your support means so much. And hopefully you've seen, you know, things like that AirPods Max video review that I was able to do. I could only do that because really the support that you guys offer me allows me to kind of use more of my time and put out a product like that. And that's really a direct result from all of you. And I really hope you enjoyed it. It was 54 minutes, y'all. But also if you haven't supported me yet, patreon.com slash Tong is the way to do it. Starting at $2 a month, early access to content, Bonus rewards at different levels and a completely ad-free version of the show. It is all there. So thanks again, everybody. If you hear this on January 1 or before it or a little after it, Happy New Year, everyone. 2020 was a really tough year for a lot of us, a lot of our friends, a lot of our family. And I just want to say, I hope that 2021 can be a better year for you. And for any of you who have lost someone, um, we are thinking of them because this was not an easy year. And it's something that we should acknowledge, but there are brighter days ahead. And I hope that 2021 offers that for all of us and all of you. So take everybody, nothing but love. We'll be back next week. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.